are badly needed and long overdue, a controversial podcast about Colorado Springs. It's controversial because it makes sense. I'm your host, Nick Raven, and joining me virtually to my left, but to your right, is my co-pilot navigator and epic TikToker who got is going to get the second TikTok here, <laughs> Emily Lewis. And researcher, Hi. how are you doing? I am doing really well, Nick. Enjoying the uh, the Labor Day weekend shenanigans. The shens. Yes, it's so much fun. It's my favorite time of year to be downtown. Yeah, it seems like it's really bustling. This is. I had. Um, I was taking the dogs out this morning, and it was. I had that first wicked chilly breeze. Mm -hmm. uh, of fall, which is Im imminent. I know. I'm so excited. And it's like, uh, yeah, I guess that's fine. <laughs> well, you know, though, being in the springs, we have we have the the flirtation of fall, and then we're gonna have second summer. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. So, be in, I remember when I moved back. We moved back on November third of 2015, and day before my birthday. Oh, there you go. Well, happy <laughs> birthday uh, from 2015 to seven Thank years. You. I can't believe I've been back for seven years. Um, but the, I, I went on a huge ass walk around the north side, around Briargate, Chapel Hills Mall, stuff like that. Uh, and it was like 84 degrees. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the next day it snowed. Yeah. Which And um, this last season... We didn't have, like, any snow, any measurable snow until New Year's Eve. It was very, very strange. Well, and even then, it was barely measurable. We didn't get any actual, like, snow, snow until, what, February? Yeah, yeah, I, because it was, like, it was a, a dusting mm -hmm. uh, until then. And then it was like, all right, it's half an inch. There we yeah. go. Uh, it was yeah. really sad and... Uh, I'm there was that one day in was like April or May when it, we had the two urban fires like that same day, mm -hmm. which was very stupid. Those people were very stupid. Yes. Um, but then it kind of didn't become the firestorm that I feared it could have been. And thankfully, so, yeah, thankfully this year we we managed to stave off the, you know, <clears throat> mountains are on fire season. Yes. Which Thankfully so. Positive. <laughs> yeah. It's a positive development when the mountains Yay. aren't on fire. I'm going to make myself yes. a little bit bigger as Kirby just gets <laughs> really hungry. There we go. Fantastic. So today we're going to be talking about the art downtown and kind of how it yes. came about and all the different um, things there. I'm going to let you kind of lead that off and I will peg you with questions as we go. All right. Okay. So... The art in downtown Colorado Springs has has really become a it, it's almost a tourist attraction when these when these new art pieces are unveiled. Um, and <clears throat> the way it started uh, back in the 90s is when Colorado Springs really got hit with that that sprawling urban growth kind of kind of disease that we have now. Um, to the point that, that uh, apparently some people were calling it uh, 
Sprawlerado Springs. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, because we cover such a massive space land area. Um, and with that came all these subdivisions that are connected with, you know, these these crappy little strip malls. And and no one there was not a there wasn't really a, a hub even even downtown there wasn't a hub for any kind of significant culture right in the springs <clears throat> um everybody kind of did their own thing in their own little you know bloops of of space but nothing was really centralized yeah. um so this brought about um people became afraid that the population of Colorado Springs would lose the sense of community, which is something we've talked about, you know, is, is starting to bring people in as a, a whole community, not a North, you know, North community or <clears throat> South community or whatever else. Not the like interquest and then mm -hmm. the first in Maine and then the East and then the Southeast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Judy noise, who at that point in time was the co-owner of the Chinook Bookshop, um, spearheaded a plan to kind of address this and figure out, okay, what do we need to do to, to kind of create a, a cultural center mm -hmm. for Colorado Springs? The Chinook Bookshop, by the way, no longer in existence, right? Yes. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. Not that long ago. Um, yeah, and they... Basically, she wanted to create a place that was not just a retail kind of kind of area, kind of district. Mm -hmm. um, and what became of this was art on the streets. Now, this all started in '97, mm -hmm. so a lot, a lot of years ago at this point. This is right as I got here. <clears throat> yep, um, and it took two years for art on the streets to actually become. A thing. Um, funding has always been a concern about how to pay these artists to, you know, for, for an installation of their work. Um, uh, Judy Noise again, who was the um, chair of the Community Ventures Board of the Downtown Partnership came up with a solution to have the artists loan their artwork to the city instead of the city buying it and putting it out. Okay. Um, and then the very first year that this happened, uh, in 99, it featured 20 separate sculptures displayed just in random spots downtown. Mm -hmm. Now, every year they choose... The, the city, the, the, you know, I don't really know who chooses these things, but somebody somewhere <clears throat> chooses the one curator. of these art, one of these art pieces <clears throat> to be purchased by the city and it becomes a permanent part of our downtown. So they're loaning it out to the artists are loaning it to be a permanent fixture. Yes. They're loaning it out to, it's essentially a giant art competition. Okay. Um, whoever wins gets their piece bought by the city and it becomes a permanent part of the city's outdoor art collection. Okay. So they actually, okay. In the 
competition, they actually do buy it. Like there's, yeah. be like, hey, cool artist, give us your thing for free, and then it's for us. Yeah, no, it's they they actually do purchase. <clears throat> the city does purchase the artwork from the okay from the, the artist. Gotcha. Um, and the very first winner was Richard Jagoda, and it was the Bison Americanus. Okay. Now you know which one I'm talking about. You know the big, the big giant bison there um, in the median of Pikes on Pikes Peak Avenue. Right, right. So, well, that was the I'm very sure I have a picture first. Of it. <laughs> yeah, there was that was that was the very first permanent piece of art that was purchased because of art on streets. <clears throat> okay. Um, we've had artists come in from all over the world, and also local artists. You know, Nick and I did um, participated in an art piece a couple of months ago from a, a local artist. Right. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, I can't actually. Nick, do you can you tell? I am trying. It's the one. It's exactly the one by the Einstein Bagels, and I'm trying to remember <laughs> her name. Uh, uh, the artist is Hoot Nanny. Hoot Nanny, yeah, exactly. But it's the one on right next to the. It's the painted one, the mural with all mm-hmm. the squ- triangles and stuff. Uh, yep. Alongside the uh, Einstein bagels along that wall. Yeah, the from you to <clears throat> you. Yes, exactly. And so you would write, you'd get markers and write in uh, a message you wanted to tell yourself. Mm-hmm. Or you, you could tell yourself. Yeah, something you needed to hear. <clears throat> yeah. Now I'll be honest. One of my favorite bits of the permanent art that we have downtown are the Humpty Dumpties. And yeah, and they're everywhere. <laughs> I love the Humpty Dumpties. They put them in the craziest places, and every time I see them, they just they do they make me smile. I yeah. love them so much. There's like one or two over at First and Main too, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Well, because it looks like with the Humpty Dumpties, they're essentially doing like what they did with the butterflies. Because mm-hmm. you know the butterflies are are gifted to these artists who then create an art on the butterfly and then it gets put somewhere. Yeah. They're actually doing a, um, exhibition here soon, Mm -hmm. um, of the new ones. Yeah. I love, Mm -hmm. I love the butterflies too. Honestly, I just really do. Mm -hmm. So, well, back to the history. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) The internet. What a thing. Swear. And I will say that, like, there is, there are so many really cool pieces along the medians and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. There's the one of the deer, which I can't, it was from a Korean artist, as I understand. I love that one. I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to bring it up now. Um, Because that one is gorgeous. uh, I have been dreaming to be a tree. Uh, Mm -hmm. And a couple years back, someone actually came and, like, snapped off the antler. Yeah, they broke it, and it had to be repaired. Yeah, the artist, like, came out to come fix it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was 2019, yeah. Um, but it's it's a beautiful thing. Where is it? It's at um, Cascade in Colorado. Yeah, it's right there on the... If you're headed, if you're headed west on Colorado, it's right there on the median um, <clears throat> on your on your right hand side it's beautiful it is ethereal yeah it is so incredibly beautiful and then of course my very very favorite would be the mermaid 
Yes. That is on top of uh, on top of one of the buildings down there by um, by the bridge. Gallery. As you go across the bridge on Colorado. Yeah, going west away from yeah. the Palmer Center. Yeah, and and she's amazing. She's and also, my very favorite. Also terrifying. <laughs> Uh, well, that's the whole point. That's why I love her. Yeah. Hey, here's Kirby. Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Kirby. How you doing, buddy? You just want to be the star, don't you? Yes, you do. He wants to show us his butthole. He sure does. That's how we do. Um, <laughs> but yes, wow. a lot. So the art in the streets is a really cool program. It was really kind of the beginning of the downtown revitalization, kind of the rehabilitation. It absolutely was. In fact um art on the streets come on come to me thank you it actually created um we now have a dedicated um hold on okay i gotta figure out how to say this Mm -hmm. let me find the right thing here okay Downtown Colorado Springs is actually a a dedicated and certified creative district. Yes, along with Manitou. Yep. Yep. And that is all in part to, first and foremost, art on the streets, mm-hmm. which then <clears throat> brought in these incredible galleries, which also then helped create First Fridays. Well, yeah. And I know that you have been taking part in some First Fridays here lately, Nick. Yes, I have. So what is, yeah. tell us about that. Of course, yeah. So um, in my role as reporter at the uh, Color Springs Independent, uh, I took on the art and entertainment beat the culture. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'll be, so a little back up here. Growing up, um, and I know if, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that like I'd never got downtown. Like we went to the Pike the the Pike Speak Center once for a for uh, the Nutcracker one year, um, but other than that, we avoided downtown. I'd never been to the Color Springs Pioneers Museum, and I definitely didn't know about the arts uh, down here. Even because there were artists there, there was the Fine mm-hmm. Arts Center. Um, the PPCC has had their. Um, downtown campus for a while there as well but it wasn't until i got into my role here that i started um getting just this barrage of emails and updates about uh what shows were going on now when i lived in phoenix um i had a an art friend and she would tell me about uh the downtown phoenix uh first friday art walk because it's just block after block after block of galleries and art shops and Phoenix is obviously this massive city, uh, metropolitan area. So their art walk is pretty deluxe. Like you can go just, it, it, just a couple blocks, and you you see so much mm-hmm. um, stuff. But here in Colorado Springs, it has not been so. Now there are, there have been galleries that have been here for decades, like the Bridge. I just went there last night mm-hmm. uh, and saw their fiber display through, which is going through this month. Um, but there are other ones that have popped up, and there are, there are a lot of smaller galleries like you, through downtown. There are a number of galleries that you can go to, and there is the Avenue Creative Corridor that is like it's a cross promotional entity. 
between downtown Colorado Springs, old Colorado City, and Manitou Springs, mm-hmm. where you can basically take the three line or just go up and down Colorado Avenue. And it's not really an art walk. It's more of an art hike uh, mm-hmm. because it's kind of a distance between when you go from downtown Colorado Springs past all these residential areas and then you're up at like Bancroft Park, OCC, mm-hmm. and then you've got to go past all of the, the Safeway and, and yep. Emerald Fields and all that to get to the art stuff at the MAC and uh, and that. But it is this kind of cross-pollination of, of galleries and displays and that. So every, every the first Friday of every month, uh, they pretty much do it through all year round. I yeah, think there's some other some months they'll they'll cut out like in January or February when it gets during winter uh, mm-hmm. when they're like mm, mm, that's a little tougher. Uh, but there are there is a cluster, and I kind of wish there was more of a I don't know, it's like a more of a dedicated map uh, mm-hmm. about where to where to go, where to be. Because if you go to peakradar.com, you can and you, they have a specific tab for First Friday, and they list like. A hundred or so, like a lot of galleries mm-hmm. and places that will have First Friday events. They'll have they'll have art on display and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, not everyone participates, and not everyone mm-hmm. sends up their listings because there's like a number of local listing places where you can send your events to, mm-hmm. and that gets confusing. So. Yes, there's, it, there's it certainly an, can. There's kind of an inconsistent approach to First Fridays and where to go and who to go. So it's it's been kind of our goal-ish uh, at the Indie to try and like curate <laughs> that and say like, well, here's some stuff that's going on. Yeah. Um, well, something I was not aware of. Um, there are almost 230 arts-related businesses <clears throat> located in downtown Colorado Springs. There, there is a high per capita uh, art scene here mm-hmm. that I don't think gets communicated. And adding to that, because I was talking with Claire Schwinford at the uh, B. Vradenberg Foundation a little while ago, uh, and she said that the the kind of the art density is higher than even Denver, even downtown Denver, because there are schools here. Because you've got UCCS, mm-hmm. you've got CC, uh, all right there, the Bemis hell? at the Fine Arts Center. You know, you've got all these schools tied in with all these galleries. So there's a density there of artwork <clears throat> downtown, and so you you don't think maybe of Colorado Springs as this artistic mecca or center or whatever, but in turn, it turns out with everything that's going on downtown. It is actually. There is a lot of art downtown. It's just mm-hmm. I don't think there, there, there's really no kind of ownership from anyone else, like as far oh, as well, politicians, absolutely. you know, stuff like that, or from the mayors no. to celebrate it. You know, mm-hmm. there's, and, n- well, there's the f- no thing in the arts in the minds of the mayor's office. I think that my favorite part about watching Colorado Springs become this this creative kind of hub. is it has changed the face of what Colorado Springs means to people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Colorado Springs was always, well, not always, but in in recent history has always been, been seen as, as such a very conservative kind of place. Right. But then you start bringing in all of these artists 
and these create creative type people and and that that rapidly changes how how people live where people live um how they how they vote yeah um all that kind of stuff and it's <clears throat> so for me the effect of the art on the streets besides the fact that you know it's amazing and beautiful to look at and and the talent of these artists is just awe inspiring but they're also breathing this this new life into Colorado Springs. <laughs> there goes the dog, yeah. And so when you're when you have a city that is totally developed around not having art, I I I've heard anecdotes of people, despite like developers or whatever, that would avoid downtown because they thought it was just this grungy core of big, t bigger buildings. And, you know, but okay, then you talk, you, I'll be right back. Yeah. And then when you realize <laughs> that there's art going on, there's culture going on uh, around downtown, it's like, it's an event space. It's a place where people can get together and you can see art. You can, you, it's a, uh, I'm going back up, but like you go to Estes park, right and you would you have that main drag where you're going from shop to shop seeing all these the, these artists and stuff like that and i had that experience as a kid of the mountain towns where you go see the the paintings and uh, and this and that but you, mm -hmm. you traditionally don't think of that as like colorado springs right you don't no, think you go downtown park somewhere and it's like i'm gonna window shop essentially mm -hmm. um because it's not just the art too it's like all the restaurants that have come up the, all the oh, yeah. coffee shops that have come up um and especially as more res people start living downtown mm -hmm. living and working downtown simultaneously that's a big deal too because they need people living downtown need art and they need places to go and they need venues i mean traditionally there's been venues mm -hmm. downtown you know you've had yeah. this or that nightclub uh um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh like not not good nightclubs like but bad ones yeah and yeah we need we needed some more for lack of a better term we needed some more wholesome kind of family friendly the one you things. would bring jesus to well i would absolutely <laughs> take jesus to some of the nightclubs but still you would probably dig it too which is actually yeah, i agree <laughs> I agree. Jesus needs to go see a burlesque show. He does. I yeah. That's <laughs> like, all right, cut the sinning, okay? Just like stop that. <laughs> anyway, there we go. Controversial podcast about Kyle Springs. <laughs> yes. Um, well, and that's and that's part of it is, you know, because along with these 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 art installations, these these pieces of art <clears throat> that have been created, these sculptures, um, you know, the murals <clears throat> that have been have been put on you know, just just the sides of these buildings, right, um, are amazing. And some of the murals actually <clears throat> were commissioned by the people that own some of these buildings. They they enliven them absolutely. Well, and but they also <clears throat> they also show the history of the building, mm -hmm. of what the building used to be. Um, there's the one on the side of the old. Uh, Hibbard's department store and it's got you know buttons and and like um 
and, and little tags and just a really cool and and that's just an homage to the fact that this building used to be Hibbert's department store. Sure. Um, which was actually still in operation when I got here in near Um <laughs> sorry, what year was that? Sure <laughs> Um Great year, great year. Yeah, I, it was a really good year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was still in, in operation whenever I got here. Mm-hmm. And it was such a, if you can imagine actually stepping into the movie version, you know, a 1950s movie version of a department store. Right. That's what Hibbard's was. Hello there, Mrs. Huxtable. How can I help you today? Exactly. Well, I'm looking it was... for a shawl for my cat. Well, I'll be more than happy to help you, Mrs. Huxtable. Come right this way. I'll show you the listings. Yes, it was it was an amazing place. Okay. Um, but it was not well, you know, by <clears throat> by the mid eighties, it, it had pretty much that was not how people shopped anymore. Right. In, we in don't, Colorado. We, we don't have it here at Macy's, but Gimbals has it and it's actually mm-hmm. a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> okay, sure. I sound I, I sound um, like Conan O'Brien when he makes all his old timey references on his yes. podcast. It's like, <laughs> uh, and of course, you know, we do we do have the Citadel Mall to blame for that, and and you know the the incoming of the WalMarts and and all that kind of stuff. But with these, I finished it by allowing these buildings to <clears throat> retain this piece of art that is a reminder of what it used to be. Right. I think is fantastic. And and all of this has been made possible because of art on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they give out grants for, for some of these, <clears throat> these buildings to be painted. Um, so where does that, where does the um, art on the streets, streets is money come from for uh, like those grants? Is it like donation based? Essentially. Um, hold on. I can tell you. I, was gonna say, cause I you don't know if go, they're getting like state grants or something. Well, if you go to um, downtown Colorado Springs or downtown CS.com. Mm-hmm. There's actually a, a place you can go to to see um, art on the streets. Mm-hmm. And there is a spot here that you can click. Let me see if it's going to tell me. Okay, now this actually, this does not tell me what I wanted it to tell me. Aha. Uh-huh. But presumably, like, they're getting donations they're getting yeah, grants there's, from there's other donors. There's <clears throat> grants. There's there's that kind of thing. Um, because uh, and you know, speaking broadly to other art points that we've made in the past, like the um, um, uh, other venues and like City Odd, um, the idea that art here has to thrive on philanthropy uh, mm-hmm. is a real bummer. Because then that means you're fi- trying to find patrons that are willing to sponsor the arts. And mm-hmm. that's a real heckin' bummer when it should be a municipal value that, yeah, we yeah. actually, we need art as much as we need roads. Uh, well, and I'm, I'm looking at this thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's okay. Um, I'm looking at this thing 
And essentially, you can become a member of the downtown partnership. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's that's going to be another another bit of their funding is through membership. Um, you know, dues for membership and all of that kind of all that kind of lottie da. Right. Um, and honestly, I think <clears throat> especially with with something like this, it looks good for you to be part of this if you you know are a a more moneyed resident if you want to be cool of, yeah of Colorado Springs yeah whether you agree with it or not <clears throat> you know and that's that's really running a nonprofit myself i fully understand i don't really care who you are just give us money yeah <laughs> so we can do the things we need to do thank you um yeah. You know, and it looks like it probably is funded somewhat as well. Maybe don't don't quote me on this because I could be very wrong. Um, you know, please don't email the the mayor because he's the mayor does tax not care. Money. Well, because he's spending your tax money on arts. Yeah. Um, but it does look like they have they get some money from the from the city itself. Yeah. Uh, Again, yeah. They have. Don't quote um, me. Don't email the mayor. <laughs> Because I know they try and keep it off the books. It's like, we don't want to pay for art. And that, again, mm-hmm. that's been a problem. And if you go to, um, if you go to downtown color Springs partnership, this is, this is uh, the entity that kind of, um, mm-hmm. overlooks everything, the, the culture of downtown. Yes. Um, I'm sure they've also been a really big part of, um, cause they do the city center series, the state of downtown report, stuff like that. But they'll do these luncheons and dinners where you're doing sponsorships and buying tables and stuff. And um, they do the different tiers. Uh, And some of these are like $10,000 a thing or $15,000 a thing here or what have you. Um, And then you can, you know, make your own individual sponsorships as well. But but money is making around. But the the big (laughs) deal is that... Um, this the, things like these can't happen overnight, right? No, you can't. You can't just flip a switch. I mean, I guess you could if you just had a bunch of money. You could say like, here's a billion dollars. I mean, you look at uh, the, the Carnegie libraries and things mm-hmm. like that that they did back when they were trying to launder their reputations uh, yeah. as rich people, destroying industry while creating it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea is that it, this stuff takes a long time. So the Colorado Springs of the '90s, uh, the the downtown especially. Because it's kind of emanating its way out, um, is not the same as it is today. Mm, no, and it, so it, it's it, it it's gradually changing, and it's going to get even better. Yeah, as time goes on. And so when you go downtown, when you see all these different art fixtures and all these art features, and you see more galleries popping up, and they're getting bigger and brighter all the time. Uh, and you're going on your art walk and, and seeing these things. Uh, it's it's exciting. It really is to be able to be scooter distance or walking distance from this next thing, this next thing, uh, art all along the way. While you're looking at art as you're passing by art, like you can go up mm-hmm. and down Pikes Peak and there's just art every like couple oh, yeah. feet. It's really great. Yeah, you know, there's the, the really cool, um, the really cool bits that uh, on the, like the retaining wall right here mm-hmm. uh, on Pikes Peak, right before it, it separates into Colorado. Right. Um, 
you know, what are you're you having oh, a seizure right there? I guess epilepsy. something something is happening here. Whatever it is, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I'm, I've decided to not ask. I think just because the computer has decided that it wanted to rest today, and I wouldn't let it. Yeah. Uh, there's also, you mentioned the Conejos, but and they have the Conejos bridge on both sides underneath mm-hmm. Colorado Avenue. And there are people like, it's like, you destroyed the neighborhood. I want the neighborhood back because they, they knocked it down to make America the beautiful park. Yes, they did. Um, and it's like, <laughs> which this is, is another th- podcast. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, that's a, the, the, the murals on the, under the bridge are like almost a consolation prize, mm-hmm. you know? Well, we knocked down your neighborhood, but we let, you know, an artist kind of come and celebrate and they're beautiful murals. They I've are. Got, they're I've fantastic. Wa- walk, walked past there and, and mm-hmm. gotten to see them and they're, they're just absolutely beautiful, but. Oh yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's better than nothing. You know, <laughs> Let me have your house. In exchange, I will give you the prize from this Cracker Jack box. Oh, God, I know. But (laughs) it's really, it's being, working downtown and walking around downtown and seeing all Mm -hmm. the stuff that's happening downtown. I'm really excited. I'm really excited that the Downtown Color Springs partnership has come so far in these past few decades to really enliven downtown and make it look pretty. Because some of those buildings are so tragically ugly. Well, you know, we can talk about those later because there's several that just need to be bulldozed and started over. Yeah, yeah, and no amount no of no amount of, of art or paint is going to help them. <laughs> they're just they're just hideous and horrifying. Yeah, yeah, they're um, absolutely out. Yeah, but honestly, the <clears throat> something I was I was not as aware of is you know I've complained before about the the two apartment complexes that are going up on either side of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but. That that also and there's a couple more that are going up going up on the other side of the of downtown. Um, none of this would actually even be a possibility without what art on the streets has brought <clears throat> to downtown Colorado Springs. This has really become a a place where people want to live, right? Because of its its cultural. Uh, richness at this point yeah um you know i know that that again you've, you've done several of the the first fridays i've done a couple of the first fridays mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and it's it is a joy to to walk out your door and be greeted with art you know and to, to walk just the, the most unusual places that that they're allowing and, and encouraging artists to put things. Yeah, and installing art. It's um, you know, my some of my favorites are the the kind of more graffiti esque little hidden artworks. Um, I shared one a couple months ago that I found in a parking lot. It was like the one in progress nearby, right? Well, no, that was that one is is actually done. That's the one okay. on the the cricket building and stuff. Um, yeah. No, the little alien guy. Okay. Um, and come to find out, that's that was actually a not a commissioned piece, but that was a, a an allowed <clears throat> piece to just get stuck on the wall. Huh. And I really, I really love that that part of it is the the little hidden, you know. Oh, okay. There's there's an art in a parking lot. 
um, that, that whole aspect of it. Um, and, you know, there's the one over on Palmer High School that uh-huh. is, uh, that one has RBG and Kamala and I can't remember. But it was but it's some a really, really good, really good art. Just it, it's yes, it's a everywhere. Really cool, <clears throat> it's a really cool art piece. Uh, and so I highly recommend it if you're in the Springs, which you should be because you're listening to us. Like, right. Yeah. This is very um, hyper local podcast. Yeah. <laughs> get in your car, come downtown and park and just walk. Yes. Walk, walk the streets because you were going to find the coolest things, the coolest art hiding in an alley. Um, I mean, I don't really recommend going down all the alleys. Well, go t- during the daylight. Yeah. <laughs> take a friend. <laughs> yeah, take a friend. Strengthen numbers. Uh, and, um, and, and that's not to say, like, it's dangerous or anything. It's just like, no. you know, just be cautious in dense urban scenarios. You know, that's yes. really it. So... Yes, it's SSDGM. Yes. Stay sexy, don't get murdered. Oh, yes, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I do that every day. Uh, and here I am. Well, cool. So that, that was a, a, from another podcast. Oh, oh, fantastic. One of my, one of my, my very favorite murder podcasts. Oh, oh. Which one? Because I'm, I'm a white woman over the age of 40. Oh, so okay. I listen to the true crime. Oh, okay. It's actually called My Favorite Murder. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Stay sexy, <laughs> don't get murdered. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> Stay sexy, don't get murdered. So if you ever see anything on like someone's car and it's just <clears throat> SSDGM, mm-hmm. that's what that's it what that is. For. Perfect. Yes. So ta-da. <laughs> um, okay, wrap up. Yeah, let's... let's see. Wrap up. Go downtown. Look at the arts. Uh, there's actually a place on the downtown CS... Um, Art on the Streets website where you can vote for the People's Choice winner of the art that is, you know, the, the new art. Mm-hmm. Um, and that artist wins $1,000. Oh, cool. And and actually is also chosen to become a part of the regular art scene. Well, cool. Yeah, because you can have it's it's people powered. More the more the more the merrier all the time. Yeah, especially 100%. when it comes to art. Yeah, so yeah, go downtown, park, walk, pop into some of the galleries. Um, the you know these these gallery owners are always happy to have a conversation. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and and if nothing else, it gives you the opportunity to support local artists. Which you know, we're all about here. Yes. Local, the local, all the things, um, except the local bougie grocery store. But <laughs> um, food deserts in Colorado yeah. Springs coming soon. <laughs> Bring a snack; you're gonna need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nowhere to buy one here. Uh, yeah. So, real quick, I was actually thinking about that because. Um, I'll get off at the terminal, the bus terminal, and it's like I could really use a, you know, like a mm-hmm. soda or something, a diet soda. And yep. it's like, where the hell do I go? Uh, and there's a 7-Eleven way past my my office, but like right in the middle of downtown. Because where was that 7-Eleven that was there? The 7-Eleven was right there on the corner of um, 
I think it was, it might have been Pikes Peak and Tejon. That, that would have been really convenient it was that's a really and, convenient spot and i realized that it was like yeah. being vandalized and stuff like that like the oh yeah it was it was it was not great um which is annoying because that's yeah well anyway anyway again, but yeah podcast. that's all tangent but yeah that's a whole <laughs> podcast but but yeah anyway come downtown visit the arts um and there's then we'll get more arts and i love you puppy but not right now um yes. emily you want to get us out of here Absolutely. Badly Needed and Long Overdue is a podcast about shaking things up in a conservative city. This show was hosted by Nick Raven and Emily Lewis. Me. You can watch the video version of this show on YouTube and listen to us in podcast form everywhere you find your podcast. Just look for us. We're there. Our theme music is by the Knockwalkers, our local ska band. Very awesome. Highly recommend you go find them on social media and try to make it to a live show. You can reach us on a whole bunch of different social media platforms like Instagram, Badly Needed Podcast, on Twitter at Badly Needed COS, that's capital COS, uh, on Facebook at Badly Needed and Long Overdue Podcast. And since Nick has finally created our first TikTok, you can find us on TikTok at Badly Needed Podcast. There will be more content, I promise. You could find us there before, or you just there wasn't anything there. Yeah, there was nothing there. Yeah. But now there's something there for you to watch and Yay. enjoy. Ta-da! All right, Nick. All right. Well, we're badly needed and long overdue, and we'll see you next time. Thank Bye. you. Bye. 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 <laughs> 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 <laughs>